1: He's listed as a super doctor for the Washington DC, Baltimore, Northern Virginia area. Aches and Gains is a weekly talk show covering all aspects of pain and pain relief. The human impact is real. Older adults, children, and even infants struggle to cope with pain. But there's hope, and there are treatments that can ease pain and suffering. The show offers compelling stories about people who found relief. We share cutting edge treatments from contributing experts, and we offer ways to help people cope with their pain.
0: Welcome to the show. Biofeedback sounds mysterious and technical, but it's been in use since the mid to late 1960s. Basic physiological functions like blood pressure, heart rate, and muscle tension are measured. Then, computer-generated, audio-generated, or visual-generated systems provide feedback to patients about their body while using cognitive and breathing strategies to control pain and stress. Studies have shown that biofeedback is effective in treating migraine headaches. And experience tells us that muscle pain, low back pain, jaw pain, and irritable bowel syndrome can be eased as well. Today, we'll examine biofeedback with the help of two of our guests. Retired anesthesiologist Dr. Blossom Sanger shares how this therapy has given her much better control over pain and her life. Jim Cahill, biofeedback therapist from the Scripps Center for Integrative Medicine, then gives us an in-depth look at how this treatment can be so effective.
1: Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, Mylan Pharmaceuticals, Purdue Pharma, Endo Pharmaceuticals, Horizon Pharma. Pentec Health, and Boston Scientific. For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to paulchristomd.com. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. If you have any questions or comments for Dr. Christo, please email him at achesandgains at gmail.com.
0: After suffering from the pain of temporal arteritis, polymyalgia rheumatica, and substantial muscle pain, Dr. Blossom Sanger finally found relief through biofeedback. Temporal arteritis causes headaches, scalp tenderness, and jaw pain from an inflammation of an artery in the head. In fact, it can even lead to blindness if not treated quickly. Polymyalgia rheumatica is an inflammatory condition that leads to widespread pain that's most severe in the shoulder and hip. Let's find out what a difference biofeedback has made in her life. Dr. Sanger, welcome to Aches and Gains. Thank you. What was the pain like for each one of these conditions that you were suffering from?
2: Well, I was completely debilitated mm. by the polymyalgia, which uh, occur, which has occurred a couple of times, mm-hmm. and I just was unable to do anything very much. Wow. <clears throat> the pain was very severe, and I was hospitalized with it. And I woke up after back surgery with a polymyalgia, and then I recovered from that, and then It recurred a couple of times a few months later, Mm -hmm. and I've had about two or three recurrences.
0: Where did the polymyalgia rheumatica strike you, in your low back or upper back? In the upper back. And then when did the temporal arteritis occur?
2: That uh, was about four months after that, when I began to get symptoms of the polymyalgia again. Uh My physician said, this has got to be temporal arteritis. So the two often go together. Right. And I immediately had a biopsy of that temporal artery, and that was a diagnosis.
0: Blossom, where did you develop persistent pain from both of these conditions?
2: I have uh, tenderness over my eyebrow from the temporal arteritis.
0: And how about the polymyalgia rheumatica?
2: When I have the back pain, it's upper back, and my muscles go into spasm, hmm. and so they're very sore, so I try heat and tropical, you know, mentholated products like that. Yeah. But the biofeedback is much more effective.
0: Well, and let's talk about the biofeedback. What led you to discover this method of treatment?
2: When Jim came back to his hometown and opened an office in biofeedback,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and we talked, and I knew that he had studied with some of the groups who are working with the Dalai Lama to try to combine Western medicine, use Western medicine, to analyze what it is about meditation mm-hmm. that's so effective, that and that he was using it as biofeedback, I thought, well, this will be maybe something I can do to get better.
0: And Jim will be our second guest on today's show. And Blossom, you have other medical conditions as well, don't you?
2: I have other immune problems like psoriasis and migraines and odds and ends, Crohn's disease, and a little bit here and there. Huh. And I thought I could boost my immune system because this temporal arteritis and polymyalgia are really immune diseases. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that, that I'd like to see what meditation and biofeedback could do to improve my general health.
0: Yeah, I mean, that may, it makes sense. Uh, Blossom, were you at all skeptical of this program at first?
2: <laughs> no i wasn't because actually <laughs> no i'm not skeptical of things because as you know every everybody's pain and everybody's problem is very individual. Mm-hmm. So when it doesn't work, it just means it doesn't work for that person. Exactly. And no, because I really wanted to understand the process.
0: Well, you describe the type of biofeedback that you experienced. I mean, was it general biofeedback, neuro biofeedback, or, or mindfulness-based biofeedback?
2: Well, I chose the one that, that Jim Cahill was teaching, which is kind of resonant breathing, but it's based on some of the principles of meditation.
0: So the mindfulness-based biofeedback.
2: Right. It's wonderful. Uh After my first session, I just thought, this is it. This is what I've been looking for. And I think that um, it just made a lot of sense, Uh and it was incredibly effective.
0: It must have been very gratifying to find something that worked. When we come back from the break, we'll talk to Dr. Sanger about the actual process of biofeedback. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains.
1: Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, the global leader in medical technology alleviating pain, restoring health, and extending life for millions of people around the world. Mylan Pharmaceuticals, one of the world's leading generic pharmaceutical companies. Discover why at Mylan, quality isn't just a claim, it's a cause we've made personal at seeinsidemylan.com. Purdue Pharma, making a positive impact on healthcare and on lives reminding everyone to safeguard medications in their home.
0: Welcome back to the show. We're speaking with Dr. Blossom Sanger, whose pain has benefited tremendously from biofeedback. Uh, Blossom, will you describe the actual treatment? I mean, are, what kind of monitors are placed and what actually happens?
2: Well, he talked to me, explained some of the theory behind mm-hmm. it, and he connected me to an electrocardiogram machine, and when you have a long strip of an electrocardiogram, you can see the breathing in and breathing mm-hmm. out. She just connected uh, little pads on my skin and asked me to breathe at certain rates, uh-huh. and we found that at four and a half a minute, my breathing wave, which showed on a monitor, was exactly coordinated with the wave from the electrocardiogram. Right. So by helping me learn to slow down and breathe at exactly that rate, you focus on your abdominal muscles, you breathe with your abdomen, Uh not your chest, and you breathe in and you just think about those muscles expanding and then breathing out, you relax as deeply as you can.
0: Uh, Blossom, it seems like you control your heart rate or you can control your heart rate using breathing techniques.
2: When my heart rate speeds up and I'm concerned about something, I now, by breathing that way, I control my heart rate. It flows down. Wow.
0: Yeah. Blossom, well, awesome. do you learn other techniques of things like, for example, progressive muscle relaxation or imagery or, as you mentioned, uh, diaphragmatic breathing? And you
2: learn about meditation, which is an important adjunct.
0: And what about progressive muscle relaxation?
2: Absolutely essential, and that's what you learn first. So you just practice exercises of controlling muscle relaxation. And imagery? It's the opposite of imagery. You Mm -hmm. learn to empty your mind. So by focusing on deep relaxation and then focusing on breathing in and your abdominal muscle moving out, Uh you empty your brain. And the idea is to use the experience and remove any thoughts of other things going along
0: in your brain. Do you then take this experience and use it as a program of self-management, that is, at home or, or outside of the um, biofeedback facility.
2: After my course of treatments and learning from gym, which may be five or six sessions, uh-huh. I do this alone with no equipment, which is the beauty of this biofeedback. So yeah. there's no hot water and no needles and no trips to the therapist.
0: How long is each session and what is the approximate cost of each one?
2: About an hour. But initially, I think I may have gotten an intro special, but <laughs> <laughs> but I think initially the series was about a thousand dollars.
0: Uh huh. And Blossom, about how many sessions did you have before you started to feel pain relief? I would say
2: after the first one or two.
0: Wow, that's pretty fast.
2: Yes, it's very fast. And my daughter, who saw how excited I was about it went and had the same experience.
0: How much relief did you experience in total?
2: Well, I think I'm much better. And mm-hmm. and I just think it makes all the difference in my life. I don't tense my muscles all the time. And so that has prevented me from getting that polymyalgia so severely. Yeah. I still feel that I'm improving every time... I do it. The feeling doesn't go away. It just increases as you keep practicing.
0: That's wonderful. Uh, Blossom, what's the biggest benefit of this therapy compared to others?
2: It's just a life changer. It relaxes you. It changes your attitude. It clears your brain. Mm -hmm. And I just recommend it for anybody even without pain.
0: When would you recommend that people use biofeedback? That is, in conjunction with other therapies or after other therapies fail or even first line?
2: Before, during, there's nothing to be lost by doing this except some money. But other than that, and as I said, it's a life improvement every day. So if you get it ahead of time, you're basically ahead.
0: I agree. Starting therapy soon after the symptoms of chronic pain develop is key. Dr. Blossom Sanger, I want to thank you very much for joining us today on Aches and Gains.
2: Thank you, Paul, and it's been a pleasure talking to you, and I admire your work in a very complicated field.
0: Thank you, Blossom. Up next is Jim Cahill, biofeedback therapist from the Scripps Center for Integrative Medicine. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains.
1: Aches and Gains is supported by Endo Pharmaceuticals, a U.S.-based specialty healthcare solutions company that delivers innovative diagnostics, drugs, devices, and clinical data to meet the needs of patients in areas such as pain, urology, oncology, and endocrinology. Horizon Pharma, a biopharmaceutical company that develops and commercializes innovative medicines to target unmet therapeutic needs in arthritis, pain, and inflammatory diseases. Pentech Health. One of the nation's largest pharmacy and nursing companies dedicated solely to providing in-home care for patients with implanted pumps used for the treatment of severe pain or spasticity.
0: Jim Cahill is a board-certified biofeedback therapist at the Scripps Center for Integrative Medicine in La Jolla, California. Jim also developed a specific form of biofeedback called mindfulness-based biofeedback therapy. His practice focuses on all disorders relating to stress, including chronic pain, and he trains professional athletes who seek to achieve their best possible performance. Jim, welcome to Aches and Gains. Thank you. Some of my patients feel that biofeedback sounds mysterious and technical. What's it all about?
3: Basically, biofeedback is a form of complementary and alternative medicine that teaches self-regulation, to teach control of bodily functions that were once thought to be beyond conscious control and biofeedback focuses on training first detecting and then training systems such as heart rate and heart rhythm Mm -hmm. blood flow digestion lots of smooth muscle responses many many systems. That's
0: a great description. What I like about biofeedback is that it allows people to reduce their pain by learning to reduce muscle tension and autonomic arousal and then it allows people to receive physiologic information uh, from their body while using cognitive and breathing strategies that alter these processes.
3: Exactly. So there's sort of the mechanical effect of just altering things, as you mentioned, such as breathing or muscle tension, the way we occupy our skin. Mm -hmm. And that's really the, the, the first focus of biofeedback, the discovery that these processes are amenable to conditioning, to voluntary control and then the development of the instrumentation to be able to sense and then display back to clients and patients uh, that these processes are shifting and giving them the opportunity via this feedback to sort of connect the dots between the sensation that they've just felt Uh and what happens on screen, which means what's been happening in the body at levels that are too subtle to detect normally. So the biofeedback equipment magnifies these signals thousands and sometimes millions of times to make them detectable mm-hmm. we can see what's going on inside we can actually learn to control it so as it's evolved. And what's most exciting to me in the modern era is that there are subtle mental controls and we're really just starting to understand and refine these.
0: Yeah. What I think is so fascinating is the new research on biofeedback that demonstrates that the mind can affect the body by allowing us to control that part of the nervous system that both pain and stress activate. Jim, what role has Eastern health practices played in the development of biofeedback?
3: I'm really glad you asked that. This is, um, my particular focus and interest it turns out that in the west we haven't focused on these trainings for these internal subjective states we're Mm -hmm. told to pay attention we're told what will happen to us if we don't pay attention right (laughs) and you know we have to prove that we have paid attention through exams and and other mechanisms in school and elsewhere but we really do not have in the West a highly refined method of attentional training. And so in looking for ways to optimize biofeedback as traditionally practiced here in the West, I uh, became interested in the practices of the East, their mindfulness practices, because in essence, mindfulness really is attentional training.
0: Yeah, exactly. I like this shift that allows us to turn inward, if you will, toward an internal sense of control Uh, to restore our sense of self-efficacy, to reduce tension and pain. Jim, let's focus on a particular session. I mean, can you give us a step-by-step description of what happens?
3: Every session starts with, uh, you know, background and and intake. And then Mm -hmm. we provide a paradigm about pain and about the reaction to pain and how pain is... Responded to by the deep body systems as a threat in the same way that seeing a lion would be a threat after the paradigm uh, Presentation we introduced the first screens, Mm -hmm. and I often start by hooking up um, a belt Which is an elastic sensor around the abdomen and then placing sensors on the fingers and on the wrists to pick up uh, heart rate and heart rhythm Mm -hmm. and uh, temperature and skin conductance, which is evidence of uh, microscopic levels of perspiration, it's something that happens when we're when we're in an alarm state. And what happens next? I ask the person just to sit still. And what I'll often see is, is rapid rates of breathing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the location of the breath is high in the chest and not much in the abdomen. The heart rate is irregular and doesn't vary. So I'll invite the person to shift their attention from whatever their mind is on yeah. to something very basic and something that's not very conceptual, which is the simple sensations of the breath. Just with that simple invitation to shift the attention to this non-conceptual domain of tactile experience. Oh. The breath will regulate itself. Sometimes it'll drop from one-half to one-third of the rate that the person had just been breathing at prior to that instruction. Changing respiration... 50, 60, 70% with no instructions to slow down simply by virtue of directing the attention is a real
0: aha moment. Yeah, I bet. And and Jim, is the goal of biofeedback then to ultimately guide the patient to make these physical adjustments independently of the machine and then in effect uh, use biofeedback at home?
3: Exactly, and that's a very important point that it's a short-term intervention, you know, 10 to 20 sessions for general or peripheral biofeedback focusing on the body with the goal of being self-regulation, so that the body becomes its own biofeedback device.
0: Right. And and Jim, tell us about the specific form of biofeedback that you developed called Mindfulness-Based Biofeedback Therapy.
3: Mindfulness-Based Biofeedback Therapy is a combination of
0: the best of
3: the Western measurement techniques using our biofeedback equipment, which basically function like mirrors to show the effect of what's happening. The mindfulness component is actually the method by which we teach the controls and then maintaining the attention on those subtle signals, and using remedies of attentional imbalances to remedy distractions. And these are all tools that have been beautifully defined and refined in the East, and we apply those to training attention so that we can get the most out of that mind that is watching these screens.
0: Well, you know, I really like the blending of both the Eastern and Western traditions. Jim, what's the typical cost per session of biofeedback, and is it covered by insurers?
3: It varies. Every therapist uh, develops their own model, but typically the prices that I've seen are $75 to $150 per hour. Mm -hmm. The insurance companies uh, can be uh, quite variable. Most of them claim to cover biofeedback. Um, Most of them um, do a pretty good job of doing so, but they're... uh, There still can be a hitch. Sometimes it can be challenging to
0: get it covered. Most of the studies on biofeedback have focused on adults, especially those with migraine headaches, and have found that it's effective alone or even with complementary and alternative medicine therapies. In your experience, which pain conditions can be most successfully treated with biofeedback?
3: Well, we work a lot with neuropathies, uh, fibromyalgia, and of course tension and migraine headaches. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pain due to blood flow issues such as through Raynaud's disease, Um, pain having having to do with uh, issues of digestion such as irritable bowel, um, muscle tension related pains, lower back pains, uh, trapezius muscle pains, neck, jaw pain, bruxism, those sorts of things all amenable to biofeedback.
0: I mean, that's a a wide variety of pain conditions that are amenable to biofeedback. In general, how much pain relief can we expect from biofeedback?
3: To have a 50% or more reduction in pain in most chronic pain cases is not unusual at all.
0: Wow. I mean, that's higher than I thought. Uh, Jim, do you recommend using biofeedback in concert with other therapies like nerve blocks and and medications, for example? Absolutely. In
3: fact, the majority of my referrals come from physicians in in, uh, chronic pain clinics. Mm -hmm. And biofeedback does not in any way interfere, but actually enhances not only compliance with the medications, but also um, the effect of the medications. Because we need less medication. We need it less often when we're able to use the mind as
0: a partner to decrease pain. Right, exactly. And once the sessions end, how do patients incorporate biofeedback into their daily life?
3: Typically, we, we encourage patients to practice twice a day for 10 to 20 minutes Um, Uh we aim for a session in the morning sometime prior to noon it's often good to start the day and then then an afternoon or evening session.
0: How can patients Find a qualified biofeedback therapist?
3: There are qualifications for a biofeedback therapist. Uh, the, there's board certification, and you want to look for a, a biofeedback therapist who's very dedicated to the practice. There are many uh, other professions that do biofeedback on the side, yeah. but it's become a robust enough and complex enough modality that a uh, dedicated biofeedback therapist, or at least somebody who is board certified with the BCIA, and that's the the Biofeedback Certification International Alliance, is a credential that you want to look for.
0: Good to know. And finally, are there new applications of biofeedback for pain reduction?
3: There are. Uh, The most exciting one to me is one that we call a brand-new intervention. It's called heart rate variability biofeedback, Mm -hmm. which simply means that the heart varies over time, and heart rate variability is an up-and-coming modality that... uh, you know the top researchers in this field say well this is brand new and exciting in fact recently there was a publication that heart rate variability biofeedback outperformed Prozac for major depressive disorder wow It was the only intervention. It was non-toxic, non-pharmacological, and it outperformed
0: know, multi-billion dollar industry for certain forms of depression. And how about a specific use for pain reduction?
3: Well, in terms of pain reduction, heart rate variability biofeedback changes the internal signature in the blood that the brain receives to determine whether or not to get more tense, to get more wound up, to increase the fight or flight response, or to turn that mechanism down. Because what it does is it trains the heart and the breath to work together so that they maximize or optimize the tuning of these deep physiologic systems that help sustain and actually exacerbate pain.
0: And yet another avenue for pain control around the corner. Jim Cahill, I want to thank you so much for joining us today on Aches and Gains. Yeah, It's been my pleasure. Thank you.
1: Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, Mylan Pharmaceuticals, Purdue Pharma, Endo Pharmaceuticals, Horizon Pharma, Pentec Health, and Boston Scientific. For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to paulchristomd.com. The views and opinions expressed in this radio program are solely the views of Dr. Paul Cristo and do not necessarily express the views of this radio station and Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, nor an endorsement by any or all of them of any of its content. This show provides medical information, not advice. Please consult your personal physician before engaging in any course of treatment or use of any of the techniques or products discussed on this show. Discussion of particular uses of products on this show have not been approved by any of the manufacturers of such products. Follow us on Twitter at Dr. Paul Christo and like us on Facebook, Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is produced by Tom Blair and Ty Ford. Elsa Langford is the technical consultant and engineer. Dr. Paul Christo is the executive producer. Thanks for listening. This is Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo.